0: all right again good morning everyone uh we're gonna kind of jump a lesson this morning uh it was supposed to be 25 i think wasn't it paul Was you yes. to be doing 25 uh since we won't be here next weekend we got to go to arkansas for my sister-in-law's funeral so i won't be here next week i was supposed to have been teaching this lesson next week so we're going to do 26 this week and Paul'll do 25 next week so if you was uh Anticipating doing 25 today, uh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do 26, and uh, Lesson 26 is says, If a man die, shall he live again? You know, that's uh, come from Job 14, 14. Uh, let's read some of that in Job. We remember about Job is is all the things that occurred with him during this uh that Satan God allowed Satan to do to him and and we know that he never left God but in Job's uh in Job's uh speeches, you know, he he constantly talked about you know, uh him not being ever being born or Made that he uh go to the grave, so you know job talked about dying, but uh we see that in fourteen fourteen when he talked about dying, he said, oh, I'm on psalms he's let's start at uh Verse 10, he said, But man died and, was, and, and wasted away, yea, man give up the ghost. And where is he? At the water waterfall from the sea, and the flood decays and dries up. So man lies down and rises not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep, Oh, that thou it hide me in the grave, and thou wouldst keep me secret until thy wrath be passed, and that thou it appoint me a time and remember me. So if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change come. That, you know, that give you evidence now, you know, um, that when Job asked that question, you know, he didn't mean that literally. You know, Job knew that when man died, you know, that he was going to live again. You know, we see that when he said in his last uh, sentence of this statement in 14, he said, I would, uh, he said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. So he knew that he was going, you know, he actually, it, it's kind of like a, what they call rhetorical question. You know, Job knew the answer to that question, but he asked that question so he can give the an answer to it. You know, he said he was going to wait till his appointed time. He knew there was going to be a time come when, you know, thing, his body was going to be raised again, and his life was going to change from a from a physical body to that spiritual body. So we're going to talk about some of these things in, uh, that Job uh, talked about the, in the lesson. The author. This first topic, he said, Job pondered this question. You know, you know, we pondered this question. You know, uh, <clears throat> we know. You know, we know we're gonna live again. How do we know we're gonna live again? Because oh, we read it in Scripture. You know, Job knew this. You know, because of of uh, divine intervention, as you call it. You know, Job knew these things, not because. Of what he read, but because of what you know, he knew of God. You know, uh, you know, he didn't have the same uh, privilege that we have to read the scriptures and 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 have all the things read that people had seen and 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 talked about during that time that they uh, wrote in the Bible, so we could know what they lived through. You know, we we base our life in how we live. And based how we die and what's going to happen to us based on how other people live. You know, what they, what they went through. Other people died. You know, you know, there were people that died and come back to life. But those people died and came back to life. But they're going to die again. You know, so we can't. Uh, so, you know, uh, they're going to still die that uh, uh, bodily death so they can have that spiritual life. And in this first paragraph, uh, the author said that, note Job's state, you know, he was a perfect and upright man. You know, that's the first thing we read about Job when we go to Job. It said Job was a perfect and upright man. In other words, you know, the, the author here is telling us right now that what's going to happen to Job in this, in this, uh, in this uh, book don't mean Job was a, a bad person. You know things gonna happen to joe but joe was a perfect and upright person perfect don't mean that he didn't have any sin you know perfect mean that he tried to follow god you know in his life even though he made mistakes same way with us we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes in life but we still have to you know we still have to try and follow god to the best of our abilities you know we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna fall we're gonna do things that we shouldn't do we're gonna say things that we shouldn't say uh, we're going to think things that we shouldn't think. And I'm sure Job did the same thing, you know. Uh, but, you know, and, uh, he tried to live that perfect and upright life. You know, the Bible tells us that we need to try to live that perfect and upright life. So Job was a perfect and upright man, Job 1.8. And then 2 said Satan's trials had brought him much grief and pain. That's Job uh, 1, 1 and 2. In other words, God allowed allowed Satan to put these things on Job because he said Job was an upright person and he knew Job wasn't going to leave him. You know, Satan kept making the statement where, you know, if you take a hedge away from around him and let me do what I want to do to him, you know, Job will curse you and die. Yeah, uh, so, but, you know, we see that after all these things happened to Job, that that's not what happened. But Satan brought trials uh, to Job's life. You know, his, first of all, his, you know, uh, he, his family was, his, all of his family was, was, was killed off. All of his livestock and everything was gone because Job was a wealthy person. You know, he had li- a bunch of, what, thousands and thousands of livestock. Uh, he had, what, six or seven children. And, you know, all of that was taken away from him. You know, all all, all his livestock and all the servants and everything was taken in one day. All of his kids was taken in one day. And uh, then his his body become sickly, you know. So all, everything that happened to Job is stuff that can happen to us today, but it all happened to him at one time. You know, none of us probably never have the things that happened to Job happen to us. You know, will it happen? It could. You know, could you lose all your uh, uh, possessions in one day? Could you get sick in one day? Could you lose your whole family in one day? It's possible. But you know, this is what happened to Job. Job had everything, and yet, you know, he lost it all in the, in that single moment. And it said uh, he longed even for the grave. You know, and that's what we talked about in Job 14. Uh, also, Job 14:13 talked about that. Job 3:11, you know, and then Job uh, 20, uh, Job 3, 20, and 23, 22, 22. You know, Job talked about they wish he not had never been born. Or he wish they, you know, Job talked about these things, but he never took his own life. You know, Job knew that, you know, even though he was having all these problems, even though he was, uh sickly you know he had all these balls and and on his you know where you know i'm sure that these things was really really painful but you know job wanted to felt like that he wanted not to be on this earth anymore he wished he had never been born but job never didn't make that attempt to take his own life you know because job knew that taking his own life was against god's will and he didn't want you know he didn't want to do that in other words you know if, if it's God's will let me know that either been born or let me go ahead and die but I'm not gonna take my own life because I know that's not what's in God's plan you know uh, what happened with Judas when things started getting bad with him you know he took his own life uh, Judas could have did the same thing Job did you know he could have said well I made a mistake you know, I did this, but, you know, I'm going to repent, and I'm going to start doing the right thing. Job hadn't did anything wrong, so he didn't have a, at that point, he didn't have anything to repent for, but, you know, he, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't go to the extreme of wanting to go ahead and take his own life because he wanted to be out of that misery. You know, a lot of people take their own life because they lose their wealth. A lot of people take their own life because they lose their health. You know, a lot of people take their own life because they lose a loved one, you know. So it's, uh, you know, but, you know, we know that that's not in the future for us. You know, we know that, you know, whatever God put on us, you know, we have to endure it. And that's what Job did. Job endured the thing that happened to him. Uh, We had a student at, at, at the school over in Madison where I work. Uh, committed suicide here a couple of about three or four days ago hung himself and the reason is because the other te- kids were supposed to have been teasing him you know they were supposed to have been bullying him so he took his own life uh <clears throat> we can't you know we can't let things in this life take us to that extreme uh <clears throat> so and then he said then again the third thing he said but there was in jove's bosom the hope of life so you know, in other words the hope of life for Job now was not this physical life. The hope of life for Job was the life after death. Job knew that once he died, all that misery was gonna be gone, all that pain was gonna be gone, all the things that on this earth he wasn't gonna have to worry about anymore. So after he died in this physical life, he knew there was gonna be a life coming after that. And what what Job could uh uh dwell, why Job could dwell on that so much is Job knew that he lived a life where when he died, he was going to get that life that he longed for. You know, he was going to get that life of not having pain anymore. He was going to get that life of not having to worry about the physical things in life. He was going to get that life where he know he didn't have to worry about anything anymore, no more tears, you know, no more crying, you know, having no night anymore. So, but he said, you know, the devil was in Job's life. Uh, is, he had that hope that once I'm um, out, away from this life, you know, I'm gonna have that heavenly life that's coming along. <clears throat> so uh even though so remote for hope of life after death has been extinctly and characteristics of man in every age. In other words, man in every age know that he's gonna die. You know, you know, we you know that's nothing you know that's nothing new. you know, but during uh uh Adam and Eve time you know they, they before they didn't know they was gonna die but after they ate that fruit that they was forbidden to eat then they knew they was gonna die because God had told them they were gonna die you know you know when God told them if you eat of this fruit you know you will surely die Satan said well if you eat of this fruit you know God is lying you eat of this fruit you're not gonna die but you're gonna be wise as God's and that's what man wants. man want to be the wisest thing in, in the world you know that's the problem with man today he want all the knowledge he want all the wealth you know if one man can get all the knowledge and all the wealth in this world you know he'll take it you know uh, you know he'll do anything he can to get it uh, uh and that's what we we see in some of these countries today one man is ruling the whole country you know how can you let one man rule the whole country That's you know i i never can figure that out but you know but but they do. Uh, so so we can see that Job was an upright person. He was a perfect person. You know, he had grief and pain in his life. You know, nothing different from what we're going to have. You know, if if we, if we upright and perfect, you know, if we're a Christian, we live our life the way the Bible tells us to live, we're going to be a perfect and upright person. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things we shouldn't do. We're going to think things we shouldn't think. But, you know, what did the Bible tell us about the blood of Jesus Christ? You know, you know if we uh, repent of our sins, you know, He's, he's going to forgive us for our sins. The blood of Jesus Christ is going to continue to cleanse us. You know, when we do those things that, uh, you know, we don't realize we're doing, or we're doing these things that we repent of after we realize that we've done them, then that blood of Jesus Christ is going to continue to cleanse us. Joseph knew these things, you know. And and he knew that once he left this life that, you know, that that blood hadn't been given yet, but that same blood that cleansed us today, the the same blood that cleansed Job back then. You know, know, they had that same hope that we got, but it was that future hope that they was looking into. Uh, Then the next one it said, if a man does not live again, nature lays it very in vain in other words nature give us a glimpse of life and death every year every year nature give us a light glimpse of life and death and one a time what happens every, all the vegetation die out all the leaves on the trees die and fall you know all the, you look out there now and look like all the vegetation out there is dead you know it's just gloomy you know looking all the, No green leaves, no green on the trees, no green in the grass. Nature dies every year to give us a glimpse of death. You know, this is telling us what death looked like. You know, it's, it's, it's not beautiful. You know, it's just, you know, kind of dreary looking. And that's what we're looking at. And then summertime comes, the grass grows back out, turns back green, the leaves grow back on the trees, you know, all the vegetation come back to life. So this is kind of giving us a, a glimpse of life and death. You know, in the wintertime, everything dies. All the vegetation and all die, And then in the summertime, uh, all these things come back to life. And that's with us. You know, you know what did the Bible say about us? You know, we're there as withering grass. You know, it's talking about the body. You know, we're as withering grass. We're going you know, to live, and then after a while, we're going to wither away. You know, but it ain't like the grass out there. You know, we, you know, we died at physical death. We're not gonna come back and and revive that physical body. We're gonna come back in that spiritual body. So it's it's talked about. The, you know, you know, man is is you know uh, the uh, life is is nature kind of tells us how life is. You know, life and death is. You know, life death is kind of like that gloomy time when all the vegetation is you know. Kind of give up their uh, greenness and beauty, and then when summertime come, you know that beauty comes back. you know that's saying we our body going we, we lose this physical body, and then we gain that beautiful spiritual body uh, so uh so we see that you know the uh, vegetation give us a glimpse of life and death. Uh, <clears throat> the author said one of them uh. One of the impressive things ever said on the need of man's immortality was oh, Hortense, the daughter of Napoleon. It said that she wrote to her son, while lay ill for a brief time in America, she said not expect to see him again in this life. This is what she wrote. Believe that certainly we will meet again, have faith in this uh, consoling idea, it is too necessary not to be true. In other words, she's saying, you know, I know I'm gonna see you again. You know, not in this life, but in the next life. Uh, look at uh, David back in uh, uh, in Kings, Second King, King uh, Second was it Second King, Second Samuel First Samuel Twelve. Uh, when his son died, you know. What was David like before his son uh, died? You know, he was miserable. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't get dressed. You know, his servants couldn't get him to eat anything. His servants couldn't get him to get dressed. But once his uh, child died, the servants come back and Jove had put his clothes on. He was ready to eat and he was happy. And they asked him, you know, before the child died, you know, he was all this miserable. You know, most people look at, you know, uh, being miserable after someone died. You know, sometimes we should look at when people die sometime, if they die in Christ, you know, we should be happy a lot of times. We're not happy that they died, but we're happy that, you know, we know that we're going to see them again, you know, in, in, in that other life. And that's what David was looking at. He knew that he was going to see his son again. Number one, you know, we talked about this in another lesson. Number one, his son was too you know, he knew he was going to see his son again because his son was going to be saved even though he wasn't old, because he wasn't old enough to know what sin was, you know. And then, too, David knew he was going to see his son again because, you know, after all the things that David went to, David started living the life for God, you know, so he knew he was going to see his son again. Uh, So sometime when, you know, people, especially if they're sick, you know, some people, you know, relatives are really, really ill. They don't want to let them go. You know, sometimes it's best to, you know, uh, to see them leave this life of misery, and you can see them again in that next life. I got a, f- a friend of mine that I work with, a uh, police officer over in Madison. His uh, mom is really, really sick right now. She's on the ventilator. They went out to California to visit. She got COVID and she got really sick. And now she's on a ventilator and she been on ventilator for the last three or four months. And he, you know, he can't decide on whether they take him off or not. He between that thing of not as losing his mom now. uh, Now, whether she's a Christian or not, you know, I couldn't I can't tell you. I really don't think so. But if she, you know, if she was a Christian or not, you know, he would. You know, he you know, could look at that, you know, you know, even though I won't see her in this life anymore, you know, I'm going to see her again in that next life. Sometimes that's where we have to look at things. Uh, anybody got any questions or comments so far? I don't want to take up all the time. Somebody might have something in the back of their mind that they want to talk about, and I'm running my mouth and don't give them a chance to say, Paul, you got anything? Okay. All right. Mr. Larry? <laughs> Alright, so <clears throat> we'll go to the next one that said, if man does not live again, then surely there is no God, no creator, and no first cause. That's a big one. If man don't live again, you know, there is no God. You know, you know we're just living a life of worshiping and you know, wasting our time coming here for Nothing. Paul says that in, in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, if, if man don't live again, we're, we're most miserable. If Christ, didn't, if Christ was not raised, he said we're man most miserable. So if there's no God, that means there's no Christ, right? So that means there's no death for our sins because we don't have any sins. You know, what is sins if there's no God? You know, God is the one that made sins. if there's no god then there's no sin anything we do is okay you know we kill somebody that's fine you know you might have man's law that says it's wrong to kill but then once you die killing somebody's not gonna make any difference we're just gonna die and go to sleep and not remember anything anymore that's what the atheists say anyway they say you know once we die we just you know we just don't exist anymore yeah so if there's no god then atheists is right you know, we're just going to die and don't exist anymore. You know, we can do whatever we want to do. You know, I might just go rob me a bank, you know, because I ain't, you know, because it's not going to make any difference anyway. Uh, but it says, no one can imagine the Creator, a supremely good one, permitting man, a crowning glory of His work, to live to no avail. In other words, if man, if God, if God is God, God made man to his own image and gave man a soul. Why would he give man a soul if that soul don't have anywhere to go once his body is gone? You know, the, you know, the, our body houses our soul. You know, the separator of the body and the soul is death. So, why would God, you know, he didn't give the animals a soul? You know, they live, you know, so something can live without a soul. Animals live without a soul. We could live without a soul if the animals can live without a soul, but God didn't intend it that way. He wanted give us a soul because he wanted to have a place for that soul to go once this physical body is gone. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, God messed up because when he made Adam and Eve, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, uh, you know he didn't intend for man to die at that point. But when Adam and Eve ate that apple, he had to change his plan. Now oh, God already knew Adam and Eve was going to eat that that well. And I'm going to say apple, that fruit. You know, he knew they was going to eat that fruit, but he had to give us a choice. You know, we had to have that choice. You know, animals don't have that choice. You know, you know God made cow to eat grass, and that's what the cow do eat grass. You know, you know he made the lion to kill other animals and eat it. That's what lions do. You know, he made man. You know. To have a soul to think you know you know uh a lion don't think a lion just do you know he see food he run after it and he kill it you know you know no matter what it is well man he see what he desire to eat and then he go after that you know a lion going after anything that moves that he think he can devour but man he decides what he want to eat because we got that uh, we got that mind to decide. We got that mind to reason. You know, we got that mind to know what's, you know, what, what's right and wrong. And that's the difference between us and animals. You know, so why would God not? Uh, he said the creation of His own plan would be failure. In other words, if He planned for man to have a soul, and He planned for man to live and die. But he didn't have a plan for for that soul after man's death. He had a plan for that soul after man's death, <clears throat> you know. But he just had to give us that choice on, you know, could Adam and Eve not ate of that fruit and live forever? Yeah. What caused Adam and Eve to live forever? Yeah. You we know, had the fruit, uh, you know, of, of good and evil. You know, the fruit. Uh, you know, you had different trees. One of the fruit is what kept them alive. That's why he put them out of that garden so they couldn't get to that tree of life. And the tree of life is what kept, what, what have kept them alive all the time. So once they ate of that fruit that they weren't supposed to of good and evil, then once they were put out of the garden, then they couldn't get back to that tree to eat to stay alive forever. You know, that's the difference. You know, it wasn't that they was intended to live forever. They was intended to live forever as long as they could be able to eat of that tree of life. Okay, it uh, says such hypothesis is at war with every principle of logic and every oracle of common sense. It cannot be that there is a God, hence there must be life after death. In other words, if there is a God, there must be life after death. Why would he give us a, a, a uh so, you know, why would he make us special? You know, see, so he made us in his own image, and that means, you know, uh, people used to say a long time ago, when I before I became a member of the church, that God making us in his own image mean that we look we look like God. Our physical body, you know, we look like God. You know, because you know people used to argue that. Uh, well, God made, you know, because man was ape like a long time ago, that that's what God looked like. So, a long time ago, when man looked like apes, so that apparently that's how God had to look, so he made man look like him. But it wasn't, God wasn't talking about the physical man being in his image, he was talking about the spiritual man, because God is a spirit. You know, so he made uh, us a spirit and put us in a fleshly body, you know you know say God is a spirit you know we have to realize that God is a spirit and spirit can't be seen and you know, we can't see spirits spirits are are invisible beings and they can't be seen uh, the next topic said the resurrection is a viable occurrence. okay no I'm on the wrong one man without man without hope uh lives as Created a lofted image of God. It says uh, Alexander Campbell and Dale Owen had a conversation one day, and I'm gonna read that conversation to you. Uh, Alec- well, this Dale Owens, he was a uh, he didn't he was atheist. He didn't believe in God. So they had a debate. And after the debate was over, so they said they was walking out in the pasture, and they had a conversation between each other, and this was that conversation. It said, uh, uh, they walked across the countryside together, and Mr. Owen said, Mr. Campbell, we infidels have an advantage over you Christians. It said, uh, we have no fear of death. Mr." Mr. Camel replied, "Mr. Owens, you see yonder ox that is uh, content to chew the cud and whisk away the flies. He too have no fear of death. Neither does he have any hope of life." He said, "Mr. Owens, in all due respect, you live uh, on the same level. You have neither fear of death nor hope of life. In other words," You know, Alexander Campbell was telling Owens, you know, you're on the same level as that cow. Yeah, no, that cow is, you know, he don't eat, just eat and then he die and he's done. And that's the same thing that Mr. Owens was saying, you know, uh, when you live, you just die. But then Alexander Cameron come back and say, well, you just like that cow. You know, you're gonna live and you're gonna die. But in other words, but you know, I have hope of life after death. You know, you have no hope of life. You know, now he gonna have life after death, but not the kind of life that he's looking for. You know, uh, it's not that people that's not Christians gonna die and they're just not gonna exist anymore. What's gonna to happen to those people who die and who not, don't die in Christ? You know, they're gonna have misery the rest of their life. The same misery that. uh job had in his physical life you know we're gonna have that misery 10 20 folds in our in our in our spiritual life if we don't if we die you know out of christ and then that uh first corinthians 15 19 it said i hope in this life only we are man most miserable in other words if we have hope in this life only we're we're miserable and that's same with with that old guy he had life in this. He had uh, uh, he had hope in this life only. So he was a miserable person, and he didn't know it. Well, he will know it once the end comes. You know, he gonna uh, and it's gonna be too late then. And it will, you know, like the Catholics, I think some of the Catholic church. You know, if people die, you know, their family members can pay so much money and pray them out of what they call purgatory. You know, there's no such thing as purgatory. You know, once you die, what did, what did uh, Luke? Uh, say about the rich man and Lazarus. You know, they both died. You know, Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. The rich man meant to torment. You know, that's what's going to happen. You know, once you die, you know, you, you, you know, that tells us that we know where we're going as soon as we die. You know, because when, when the rich man died, he was in torment. You know, the world hadn't ended yet. You know, judgment hadn't came yet, but he was already in torment. Abraham, I mean, uh, uh, Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. He was in comfort. You know. So he already knew where he was going when he died because he had that comfort. The rich man had the torment. He already knew where he was going. He's not there yet, but he's getting a glimpse of what the rest of his spiritual life is going to be. <clears throat> okay, uh, then the next topic it says, oh, we're almost running out of time. I guess I talked too much. Man has eternal, an eternal nature. Man consists of flesh and spirit, the outward portion of the inward portion. Death is a, death, a, a departure of the spirit from the body. In other words, once we die, death is a departure of the spirit from the body. Uh, Ecclesiastes 27 7, and uh, 2 Corinthians 5 1 also tells us that. And then the last one, we've got about one minute to go. Let me run over this last one real quick. It so said, the Bible tells of some who died and lived again. It so said, Jesus was the first fruits of those who slept. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty, And it um, said, he was seen alive by many witnesses. 1 Corinthians 15, one through 8. It so said, the testimony of those witnesses is trustworthy. And then Moses and Elias who who had been dead for centuries appeared alive in Matthew 17. You know, when they went up into the mountain and Elias and Moses appeared, uh, uh, they appeared in spirit form at that point. So the rich man and Lazarus did not cease to exist when they died. Each passed into another world to live uh, luke sixteen nineteen to thirty one so where we live after death is dependent upon how we live here. so how we live after death is going to determine how we live you know, uh, how we live here. in other words, if we live the right kind of life here then we're going to live the right kind of life after death. If we live the wrong kind of life here we're going to live the wrong kind of life after death all right. For uh divided attention, uh, like I said, the bell should be ringing here in a minute. Uh, like I said, Paul will have 25 next week, so if y'all want to study up on that, go ahead and, and read up on uh, uh, chapter uh, 25. And then we'll be starting in a new lesson sometime after that. We don't know what it is yet, but we're working on it.